0: Yeah, essentially it's just getting people on for half an hour, forty minutes, having a conversation about random topic. Just a name that I'm struggling with at the moment though, so Yeah, it's all good and well. Just thought you'd like to know. Welcome to another episode of the Just Thought you Like to Know podcast. My name is Akil Balagopal, and each episode I'll be bringing you the most random conversations with different guests as they share facts and opinions on the topic. So, today we're discussing the struggles of time management, especially during the global pandemic where many of us have lacked motivation and lost the ability to maintain a routine. To discuss these issues and offer advice, I'm joined by Jasmine Brown, aka the Little Lifter. After obtaining her paralegal qualification in Australia, she decided to embark on a legal career here in the UK. She is currently a second-year law student at the University of Brighton with aspirations to become a commercial solicitor specialising in either intellectual property, entertainment or environmental law. The reason I have her on today is because alongside this, she is the president of the Brighton Uni Law Society, an ambassador at London Young Lawyers, hip-hop captain for her dance team, as well as dedicating hours into her powerlifting YouTube channel and Instagram page. So, welcome to the show, Jazz. How are you today? Hi,
1: yeah. Thank you for having me today. And I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing this morning?
0: Yeah, not too bad. I mean, I think this is the earliest I've recorded a podcast. So, thank you for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are most welcome.
0: <laughs> I think, um, so I thought we'd jump straight into it because I'm curious. Um, why on earth would you leave behind Australia and come over to the dark, miserable UK at the moment mm, to pursue your yes. legal career?
1: I didn't want to that's the short answer of it Um, okay but the long answer of it was that I have always wanted to do law I was at college when I wanted to do law and I was told that I wasn't smart enough to do it and that I need to pick something more creative Um, so that was back in 2014 and so okay. I went off to to go and do a creative degree. I did event management at Coventry University, and obviously okay. I dropped out of Coventry University to move to Australia. So that's sort of more the long-sided story of it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just got as far as I could with what I could achieve in Australia. So I was working as a personal trainer, F45 instructor, and a gym manager. So. I'd sort of done everything I wanted to do in the fitness space because I never wanted to work in fitness. I just did Mm -hmm. my personal training qualification because I wanted to know about my own body. So moving out to Oz with that qualification, I thought, oh, I may as well just make the most of it and do it. And I did. And I was really happy with it. But in the back of my mind, I was always like, I want to do lawn. And it took me about six months to make the decision to come home. I put like I put up a poll on Instagram because I just couldn't decide. So I was like, right, <laughs> I was asking everybody, would you rather stay in the place you love or leave to do the thing you love? And everyone was saying, go and do the thing you love. And mm. so I was like, yep, you're right. Australia will always be there. But my career and the thing I do every day, you know, that there's no point staying in the place that I love. Yeah. if I'm not doing what I want to be doing. So yeah
0: exactly yeah i think that's no that's so important because i think being from the uk you um a lot of my friends aspire to go over to new zealand or australia Mm -hmm. where they want and that's because their job opportunities are there as well and luckily it's in those countries but i can't believe it came down to an instagram poll (laughs) (laughs) but no i think yeah you've definitely made the right decision especially after being told that you know you should chase a creative degree and being told that you know you're not good enough or something that must have been absolutely heartbreaking as well at the time
1: well it's it's so difficult because what are you you're 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 17 when you're at college and you're deciding your degree and and what you're going to do for the rest of your life and to yep. have somebody not support you in your decision she she was my tutor at the time so she was uh, in, in our college we had those uh our tutors were like our supervisors for our applications and so it's so hard when that person that you're looking to for advice is just Mm. telling you no um so yeah i found that really difficult because i did law at college as well and i actually dropped it so everybody usually does four
0: a levels and then
1: drops one in their first year after they've got it at an as but i dropped it before i'd even got it as an as because i was just so overwhelmed with doing Mm. such heavy subjects um, I was doing English literature, you know, having to um, quote from like three different books in a comparative
0: uh, yeah. exam. I did English as well. I know, yeah. I know the feeling. <laughs> and not being able to take, we we weren't allowed to even to take the books into the exam. We had right? to remember the quotes. Yeah, it was ridiculous.
1: I was amazed at how well I remembered all of those quotes. I think I read Frankenstein three times before going into that <laughs> exam. And it, that's a big book. And that was just one of them.
0: But I guess it sets you up well for, you know, being a law student at the end of the day, because now, you know, you're a law student, you've made it to university. But at the same time, that creative background that you've still got as, you know, hip hop captain, YouTuber, your Instagram page. Um, and as university students, like what I've learned is like, how precious time is and like we don't have enough of it. How have you managed to keep a balance of all these activities as well as, you know, staying on top of your law work?
1: Yeah, <laughs> with great difficulty. <laughs> um, so I am one of those people who thrive off of working, and it's a cliche to say, you know, pe- people ask me, well, what do you mean? How do you love work? And I'm mm. not gonna, I'm not gonna give you the whole spiel of if you love what you do, you're never working the day in your life because that I think that's stupid. That quote, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I just I enjoy working. I love time stamping my day I love knowing what's going on and I really just hate kind of just sitting around doing nothing or twiddling my thumbs like oh what should I do now blah 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 so I always have a plan I always have a to-do list and if we were on video I was actually going to show you all these bits around my room that I have you know planned and stuff so I've got yeah. to me, my daily to-do list my uh, weekly diary and then my weekly desk planner and then behind me i've got my year planner and in front of me i've got like my notebook <laughs> so i always have a written form of what i'm doing um, mm. i'll never not know what's going on because it's a waste of time for me to then think oh, okay right well what do i have going on what do i need to do so yeah and i actually spoke about it in a youtube video and how i prioritize my time in like a pie chart because okay. you can't just give yourself okay this is my priority because priorities change depending on how busy you are or you know when you are in your week in your year in your academic studies like it all changes so mm-hmm. the way i look at it is in the sense of a pie chart and think of it in percentages and the percentage of time that you give to each thing will will change depending on you know where you are but um it's more to do with the fact that we don't have 100% of our energy to give to everything. So by splitting it into a pie chart, that pie chart is 100% and you're splitting 100% between all your different activities, rather than trying to give 100% to everything. Because I've definitely learned the hard way with that, that we absolutely do not have the capacity and the energy to do that.
0: No, absolutely not. Because I think it's um from my own university experiences, like I'm someone who's quite sporty, likes to get involved in everything, and at the same time, I was doing a law degree, so I was thinking law the law should should be the priority, but at the same time, like you know should I be going to my cricket training, should I be playing in these matches? should I be doing this doing that and i think <laughs> I think a pie chart would definitely have helped me at the time because then I could have just you know weighed up how much time i should be spending on this and how much time I should be send, spending on a certain thing um how have you like prioritized would you say it's so obviously you know the degree is the main thing but then you've got your youtube channel you've got your instagram page um with your powerlifting um so you know what you know how do you like just prioritize between all those three
1: yeah so there's a lot of other things that go on as well so I have um a part-time job um and I work for London Young Lawyers as well mm-hmm. um and a few other bits and bobs behind the scenes I probably should have wrote them all down before I jumped to school.
0: <laughs> on top of all of this you've got the part-time job as well and, <laughs> yeah I mean when when we release the podcast we'll you know we'll share the um stuff that you mentioned with all your timetables and pie charts in front of you so mm-hmm. people can see what the absolute routine is for a second year law student yeah but yeah so how do you prioritize do you know?
1: so i do it um so i'll, I'll basically i'll write down it's, it's my weekly diary that i will look at mm-hmm. first and in there i'll write down what my work hour, hours are that week and it's usually between 30 and 40 hours a week that i'm at work and then yeah. i'll write down my classes for the week um and i'll write down any meetings i've got going on and so my priorities will be at the moment are my seminars But I've just recently had come in today, for example, two formative assignments, which are one problem question long and three essay questions long. So that's going to take a huge chunk of time. and I only have a week to do it. So basically, the way I prioritize is, well, that's now the thing I need to focus my time on. Everything else physically has to wait. So my seminars now, I'm not going to prepare them until I've got a full written plan for this formative. I can be like, okay, well, that's part of that task done. That's the the main heavy lifting of that task done. We can now move on to prep the seminar for, say, Friday and then get back to work on the formative over the weekend. Um, so I will always make sure that I am a week ahead in terms of my seminar prep um, mm-hmm. so that I'm not, you know, doing it on the day. Like sometimes, it, you know, it doesn't always happen, like not perfect, but I'll always try and have it done the week before. So that's kind of how I look at it, look at my weekly diary, what's coming up and make sure that uh, and i will write down when when i'm going to prep that class for example
0: okay so um i think that's extremely important advice because a lot of you know lpc students a lot of law students a lot of just graduates all over the country because we've you know they've had to move remotely and do it all online it's such a change in circumstances like it's so important to become even more organized than actually doing it in person
1: yeah and folders um, Folders are a big thing
0: yeah <laughs> having tangible especially... paper
1: sat in front of you that's yeah that's a huge thing otherwise your because your laptop or your computer or whatever you use it's like your brain there are just so many tabs open things get lost you forget about them so i yeah, yeah have it all organized in folders that's a huge tip
0: <laughs> yeah I know. I think. Um. So I think it might seem old-fashioned, but I always like to write down, you know, what I've got planned for the week mm. and keep it all. I think it's just. I think it's more fun to keep it that way, and then. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like when start of the year when you get like new stationery, new book, and you just want to keep everything neat. New and new
1: stationery just... order. That that's the best part <laughs> of the academic year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly like old habits die hard, mm. they say. So and. But um, yeah, like you said as well, I think every student's laptop, the amount of tabs that are open during an assessment period or during exam season, is just ridiculous. And to keep on top of that is, yeah, I don't think it's possible for anyone. But um, so how have you found the whole, you know, going online thing and not being able to go into university at the moment? Mm,
1: I have many mixed emotions about this. Mm. Um so with online learning, when we started in September, um, we didn't actually have our timetables or our modules up when we started. Mm-hmm. I think it took them a couple of weeks in to get everything up. Um, and I went into online learning thinking that it would just be like Zoom lectures. I'd seen a yeah. couple of YouTube videos um, of some students in, in at Harvard, and they would log on and have their lecture on Zoom and be talking to everybody, so I kind of assumed that that's how it would be. And then when I yeah. rocked up, you know, online, <laughs> rocked up, mm-hmm. no, rocked up online, to find that all of our lectures are just uploaded as like recorded PowerPoints. Um, okay. I really didn't enjoy that because in a lecture, um, we were, you know, able to raise hands, ask questions, pause to kind of go back over something. So I was thinking, well, how are we now going to just listen to a lecture and be expected to understand everything that was just said? And I know that's what seminars are for, but it just wasn't the same. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's hard as well when every lecturer then has their own different style of uploading things. So some people don't set up seminars anymore and we just turn up and have a chat or we'll turn up and they'll repeat the lecture. So there's a lot of lecturers that do different things and it's been quite difficult to to learn dif- the, their different styles um because back in you know in my first year everything was very scheduled and everything was very much the same um it's mm. probably the same in your experience as well like you you know go to your lecture go to your seminar ask your questions answer the se- seminar questions do the reading yeah. um mm-hmm. so yeah to now be in this where it's all very unknown and obviously my my second year now so that's um, a, a year that be- actually begins to count and yeah. I haven't sat a written exam since I was in university back in 2015 like a lot has changed in those five six years now um mm. but it's just made it quite difficult to adapt but we're trying we're moving
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it helps that everyone's in the same boat so they can you know kind of share those ideas and how they're coping and Obviously with your Instagram page, you know you're regularly posting like what you're up to, and um mm-hmm. you've always been such a strong advocate for you know healthy habits and like a strong mindset for so long. How difficult has that been for you personally over the past year because you know you've got a big following on your Instagram and there's people that reach out to you. How have you you know kept yourself in check over the past year
1: yeah so wow it's it's mad to think that. This week or next week is like the year anniversary of lockdown.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so much has changed. I think I've changed as a person, which sounds extremely cheesy, but it's true. <laughs> um, and there's a lot a lot of growth has happened over the past year. So, in the past um year during lockdown, that's when my oh, I hate myself for saying this as well, but that's when my Instagram took off.
0: Okay. <sighs> that kind of just
1: gave <laughs> me shivers down my spine a little bit. <laughs> we- um,
0: influence another so oh stop <laughs>
1: <laughs> i went from i think it was i was just sitting just over 2000 followers um i think by the march lockdown so yeah. it's a small growth to a lot of people but to me that's that's quite a lot to go from only just over 2000 to now over 3000 like yeah it's 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 only 1000 but still like to me that's that's quite big and yeah, absolutely we've we, we've done a lot with the page and stuff since then um and it's because you know we want to feel connected and and everybody's been um I feel like the legal community has grown so much over the past year and and networked so well so taking it back to sort of March last year I was really enjoying lockdown I you know it was lovely weather I bought a bunch of gym equipment so I trained in my garden every day um I got myself uh, a job as a as a baker at Co-op, so I would just go into my little baking room, bake okay. the food, and listen to a bunch of podcasts, and then go home. Like I didn't have to deal with anyone or yeah. the whole craziness of COVID and, and and customers in retail. I just got on and and did my own thing. I attended so many events because I feel like everybody was just going events crazy from sort of like March to to August mm-hmm. because yeah. it's still quite new then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got all of my firm research done then too. So I had a list of like 20 firms um, and researched that down to to 10 that I knew I would apply for come uh, application season in sort of October time. So I was really, really thriving during the summer period. Mm. Um, and I took on a bunch of work as well. So let's see if I can name everything now. So I worked for Watson's Daily as one of their lead coordinators there was four of us so i was one of four there
0: okay.
1: um, and was also the head of their social media um and i got the role for the london young lawyers ambassador which i'm still with today mm-hmm. um that's also around the time that i found that i would be hip-hop captain for my team um i was also training for for my powerlifting, working part-time i it was exam season for me <laughs> um And I think, I think that's everything. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) Just about.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But then we got to sort of September and I just completely reached a burnout. Like I moved down to Brighton to start the next academic year. And within the first month, I was just in tears. Like I had zero time. I was so overwhelmed. And all of these jobs I had in the summer, I now had again with a full time degree.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was so difficult. Oh my God, yeah. So from sort of October to March, so now I've been sort of working on that balance, that positivity mindset. I've been reading so much up about it and trying to educate myself that mm. to to get out of this toxic um productivity zone of, you know, uh the kind of phrases they use, you know, um work, you know, working whilst the rest are sleeping or no mm. days off or yeah working 24 7 like I was trying to get out of that toxic productivity that I had to be doing something
0: yeah um, absolutely
1: my goals like 24 mm. um, 7 and I've really begun to sort of reach that over the the end of this year lockdown so I'm in a, in a much more balanced place now yeah and then sort of like from February to March I think that's when everything's kind of derailed and it's got really, really on top of me because I'm sure for a lot of people now, it's been a whole year. Yeah. You know, of sort of going round and round in circles doing Groundhog Day. So, yeah, it, it's a whole roller coaster of events from yeah. March to March, really.
0: Yeah, because I think when you, you know, started speaking about lockdown, and for many of us, for me especially, it took me so much time to just, you know, get out of that waking up late, having literally going for the same, day, just like you said, Groundhog Day, like you've got deja vu every day.
1: Mm, I was actually the... the opposite. Um, in the in the start of the, the very first lockdown, um, I was up at 5am every single day. <laughs> And that's what I mean about this whole toxic product. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, well, all these firms are doing all these events and there's virtual vacation schemes and there's online internships and there's Forage, which was known as, what was it called uh, back then? Uh, inside Sherpa. Yeah. And all of these extra things were going on because people didn't have the opportunity to to commute and to go and attend these events in person. So there was a huge element of, greater accessibility online and yeah. I went in so hard with it and that's what kind of really hit me in September so I was the complete opposite of, of all mm. of that really.
0: But yeah that's the thing I think it's yeah uh, well listen to that it's quite like admirable like the fact that you did all of that and it's sort of so positive for your followers to see as well but then that's the thing it was always when the, the with a degree on top of that as well, it's, you know, good to see that you don't have to sort of, you know, 24 seven be on it. You have to like pace yourself and mm. try not to burn up because it's just so important because like the whole world has just slowed down because of the pandemic. There is no major rush, but like, I think for you, especially you kind of nailed down that, you know, research in firms and, seeing where it's progressing which is set you up for stead for the future but then then again it's good that you've got yourself back in check um so like what what tips do you have for someone who's like struggling to find a set routine at the moment from your obviously from your own personal experiences um do you have any like quick tips for someone that you know, wants to get back on track with everything at the moment
1: yeah so i think the biggest mistake that people make when they're trying to change their routine or build a routine is that they just go in and I see I've I've seen it all the time with clients in the fitness industry and and all of that so I've yeah seen it a lot and I've tried Mm. that conversation many a time um, and it does take a lot for some people to kind of accept it but and that's to to not go in too hard and like be like an all or nothing approach because it just sets you up for failure Yeah. so what I would say is scale it right down to the micro rather than jumping straight in and looking at the macro Mm -hmm. so what I mean by that is scale it right down to one small thing that you can do to change your routine every day so that might be you might decide I want to get up at 7am every day um and so that's just your that's like point one. I'm I'm going to work on getting up at a set time every day. Point two might then be I want to make sure that I have a glass of water when I wake up first thing rather than go straight towards the coffee. Yeah. Just things like that that you can sort of add. So you might you might do it week by week. You might say in week one, I'm going to get up at X time. Mm-hmm. 2 I'm going to make sure that I'm drinking water before I have any kind of caffeine week three might be i'm not going to look at my phone until i've read something to educate myself on anything mm-hmm. like that so for me how i did that was kind of evaluated where the maximum brain capacity in in my day is so for me it's the mornings so i am up between uh between 6 and six thirty every day and I will have a cup of tea whilst I read my book. After I've done that, I'll do my morning yoga. After I've done that, I'll shower and get ready for the day. Um, And then either I will train or I'll get straight on with work. Mm. Um, But that my work day sort of starts around 10 a.m. So everything before then from 6 till 10 is just my morning routine, wellness, healthy habits, looking after myself and just setting myself up for a good day. Yeah. And now my morning just runs on autopilot. I know that I don't check my phone until I've read my book for half an hour or so, however long I read for. I don't really monitor that. I just read until I'm like, okay, let's crack on. Mm. And so that's when you know that you've got it. That's when you know you've got your routine. When a habit becomes automatic and you just do it without having to think about it, that's when it's part of your routine and you can start maybe challenging yourself to add something extra or, or, or push yourself a little bit further
0: mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely i think that's so key like start off with the micro so start off with literally the basic things that you go to in your day-to-day life um just you know waking up drinking some water and then building yourself up to bigger things like you know completing a chapter of a book or completing a certain exercise and once you keep doing that you find yourself it become a habit yeah so
1: exactly and you'll get to the point as well where if you don't do those things you'll feel a bit unease and mm. so those healthy habits become things that you have to do and that's when like you, you really got it on the head like I think it was like 15 minutes before our meeting and I hadn't done my morning yoga so I was like quick yoga time
0: <laughs> yeah and then you know once you just get that in it's so satisfying just taking that off the list as well mm, absolutely oh. um so you know I think Over the past year like it's been so strange how the world's changed but like slowly and fingers crossed that you know we're slowly going back to normality um what would your what are your plans for the future you know once we are allowed to get back out there how will things change um do you have any exciting new projects coming up
1: yes yes um well i sort of did a whole 180 on my career this year Mm. um it was sort of a, a realization of what do I actually want, uh, or am I, you know, was I just trying to do what's expected of me in terms of like which law firm I went to and what I, like what seats I would take, etc. cetera. Um, yeah. and so I did a whole complete one eighty on that this year, mm-hmm. and that's meant that I've been able to change my life plan from sort of this five to seven year plan to now it's gonna it should be a two to three year plan um just because I got that clarity and just thought you know I'm I'm gonna chase what I want and not what is expected of me um I don't want to reveal what that is so I won't but just watch this space over the next (laughs) two to three years if you're still hanging around um I
0: hope hope so I hope they're still listening after that
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so in terms of getting back to normal I think um fostering relationships uh, with my friends and my family is going to be massively key. Um, As I mentioned earlier in the podcast about this whole toxic productivity mindset that I did have prior to lockdown where I was forced to slow down, Mm -hmm. um, I would really prioritize work over everything and anyone. And that's not what I want to go into the, the future being like, I want to make sure that I have memories to look back on and I go and enjoy myself and relax and have fun with my friends and my family without feeling that guilt over my head of I could be doing something more productive with my time because family and friends are just as no, not just as more important than any of that. Like they are the core purpose of of life which is that's um that's a very nice bold statement for you to end on there but yeah you know your family and your friends are everything so if you don't have that like you don't have anything so just coming out of this lockdown I'm I'm just looking forward to going out and enjoying myself with good people and good company
0: exactly so I think that's perfect way to sum up because we've just all been you know stuck indoors for so long we've all had to adapt and be flexible like i've said on like numerous podcasts we've had to like change especially from the legal industry and for many of us graduates so yeah i think we can allow ourselves to see our friends have you know just not you know the things that we took for granted before the pandemic just you know go go about it normally and yeah. hopefully things will go back to normal so um thank you so much jazz for joining me today that's been you know, you've offered so many fun tips and hopefully the listeners can reach out to you. I'll be linking your page and everything. Um, just quickly, why The Little Lifter? How did you get up with that name?
1: Oh, yeah. Um I think I decided on that because originally it was just my name. And then I think about 2017, um I thought, well, I'm just over five foot I lift some heavy things <laughs> so I am a little lifter and that that's as, as simple as it was <laughs>
0: right. brilliant so yeah I think um definitely guys check out Jazz's page and you know give her a follow um so yeah Jazz thank you so much for taking the time to come on today thank um, you for having me yeah it's been great you know hearing from your perspective and getting your thoughts and advice um, so for all the listeners, make sure to check out the Just what You'd Like to Know Instagram page and Facebook and Twitter. And I'll be linking all of Jazz's um, socials on that. And I hope you've all you know, gained some positive advice from today. And hopefully when things go back to normality, it will all be good. So stay safe and see you all later.